You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast family look for us online evergreenpodcast.com you can also listen to the program on the um, iHeartRadio app and of course that's available through your app store no matter the format or the uh, brand of phone or personal device that you use scott casper with you tony went to my left the dynamic duo has one addition this week he is pj duran pj how are you Doing very well. Exciting weekend of racing. Can't wait to talk about. Some great picks online, by the way, courtesy of our own Chris Bishop. Look for him on our Facebook page. Tommy Boy Halverson uh, doing some uh, remarkable work, as always. Thank you, Tommy. And Jack and Leanne DeLeon pushing the buttons, making it sound good on both internet and on traditional uh, uh, um, terrestrial radio. Uh, interesting lineup of guests, given uh, what's going on in the world of motorcycle racing, but we'll get to some of the news with hot... Uh, hot tracks early on here we'll go to uh, tony wank start us off at the bottom tony who can the listeners expect to hear from on this very program well assuming they all answer the phone when we call mm-hmm. which they uh, pretty good at we're going to talk to jeff may who yeah. competed at the daytona 200 over the weekend man he was uh only 1.2 seconds behind first place after uh, the final four lap sprint to the finish so pretty exciting there kyle wyman who um he did a little better. Big winner, chicken yeah. dinner. Yeah. Well, did you see his burnout afterwards? Oh, my God. And we went over and looked and then, like he was limping. And then he crashed. Yeah, and then he was he was kind of limping. <laughs> so I was awesome. like, oh, that is great. Yeah. And then uh, Henry Wiles is going to be on, who we you know we just watched uh, the Daytona down at Bike Week. The um, TT. Yeah, it was just a few days after the Supercross. And I actually flew home right before that race, but... Uh, it was uh, pretty neat to see that the the, uh, the the track that they have, it was on concrete, of course, um, and so, and dirt. It and was dirt, a mixed yep. mixed up deal. Right, we talked about that. So I want, I'm interested to hear what Henry Wiles. He's he is the king of Peoria, and it'll be interesting to see what he th- says because he's kind of a TT specialist. Kyle Peters is going to be on. Who is what JGR? Uh, he had a torn ACL last year, and he's racing in the 250 East. I think he got sixth over the weekend in Indianapolis. And then um, a guy we've had on a bunch also is Zach Osborne, who's going right. to be up next. Uh, before we get to Zach, as a matter of fact, you can bring him up in case he wants to comment on this, Jack. But uh, we go to the breaking news and some not quite so breaking. Kenny Roxon, as you know, has always been one of the most open and honest racers in the pits. We take a look at an article written uh, on uh, on Racer X, as we do, and so many of you do as well. But Roxon, a couple subpar finishes over the last uh, few weeks, and of course, uh, a lot of us, we wouldn't call it a race slump, but <clears throat> after finishing eighth at Indy, uh, the Supercross there, he dropped 27 points total uh, from the championship leader, Coop Webb. Uh, they don't just beat around the bush. Kenny Roxon just sends it out, tells it like it is, no games. Does that surprise you in this day and age where we start to protect ourselves Zach, we'll get to you. Think about the question and the answer, but we start to protect ourselves as far as what 
what we release in case it might affect our not just the performance but the way people treat us on the track and in race uh, conditions tony yeah i don't know i've never been at that level but i if, if i have an, a, an excuse to not win i want everybody to know it before i even go out so right. okay <laughs> so. so not after the fact right and, and Excuse I, me. I think that's fair. Let's go to Zach Osborne. Zach, um, have you ever found yourself in a predicament where you end up protecting yourself? Uh, and and uh, perhaps if you're injured or has some equipment issues, have you ever been in that position? Um, no, not really. I'm pretty pretty straightforward, pretty open and honest. Um, I'm I'm kind of down with the Kenny approach on, on this topic. Hmm. Let's go back to Tony. Tony. Well, let's let's talk about the season so far, Zach. You, um, it was definitely not the start that we were hoping uh, coming from the, uh, the the champ. But um, you're rolling now. Talk about it. Yeah, man. It was just a really untimely in- injury right before the start of the season, and um, it's just taking me a while to get going. I mean, uh, it's um, it's hard when those guys are getting main events getting weeks of riding and i'm still kind of sitting on the couch and doing you know watching on the weekend so um yeah now it's starting to come around a little bit i've had you know a couple of decent finishes in a row here and hopefully i can just continue to build and um the main thing right now is there's so many good guys in the class that it, it's, it takes a really good start and i've uh, been putting some decent starts together you know and, and inside the top 10 and just kind of being able to take some some results from each weekend and, and build on them people talk about the the level of competition we've been we've been saying that singing that tune for the 15 years we've been doing this show um that it steps up every year and it's you know the, a guy that maybe like a brayton that uh he's as solid as he was last year and he actually got a win last year at daytona as you know you know he's he's just as good or better as, as he was last year but everybody else has stepped it up. Do you, do you think that's true? Do you think that's it's really uh, you know a case of where everybody's going just that much faster? Uh, I mean, man, it's just so tight at the top right now. I mean, the, the first race I did when I came back um, in Dallas, it was like 14 guys on the same second. You know, that's pretty uh, pretty unheard of in the sport. And I just think that there's, you know, it's, it's – just depends on the day whether you're the guy who's first or the guy who's 14th you know it's just um a really gnarly um high level time and in, in the game right now you've been quoted by uh many uh, in the industry as saying that uh, one of the hardest days i've ever had at a race you were out of sorts uh you said you had a really good week have you been able to pinpoint it or was it just one of those days no i think it was just one of those days i was able to turn around when it's game time though and that's that's what matters. Um, yeah, I just really struggled during the day and um, struggled to kind of find my feet. So, Well, you weren't alone, though, right? I mean, Muskin, Muskin and uh, Webb uh, were doing the same thing. Yeah, sort of, but they weren't quite as far off as I was. I was just um, not, not myself on Saturday. and um, It was frustrating, but like I said, I turned it around when it counted and, and made some results there in the main, so it's decent. What are your thoughts on – we were talking about this last week and uh, – on and off air, sand in a supercross track. Do you think it has any place there? We, I certainly do not. You know, it looks like you guys are getting blasted in the face, and the mm. stuff that you're having to uh, jump and negotiate with sand in your goggles to me seems pretty stupid. This isn't outdoors. I, I just, you know, and, and they a 180 in sand just to me is just dumb. 
Uh, it doesn't make for good racing. I can't imagine it's fun when you've got a Supercross set up on your bike. But you are Zach Osborne, so maybe you have, <laughs> you know, my my off road hero that doesn't race off road. So maybe you're you're a different, you know, maybe you have a different opinion than me. I I mean I don't see any issue with it. I think it's a good change up. I think the one in Atlanta was awesome. Um, I've never really, you know, had any any issues as far as goggles or anything like that goes. So I think it's. I mean, I don't know why we don't have one every weekend, to be honest with you. Um, I think it just adds another element of of surprise and um, of change. I mean, uh, I think that sand sections and, and over-under should be mandatory on all the tracks. Well, you're not helping me uh, with my... <laughs> Your point is being lost, Tony. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, Tony's being lost. Points well put. Zach, <laughs> how's the iTunes, the, the, the podcast you're doing? Podcast is coming along good. Um, just released our fifth episode yesterday um, with Martin Davos, and uh, the response has been really good. Um, downloads are, are pretty good so far, and um, yeah, just looking to kind of build it over the next couple of years and kind of see where it takes me. It was um, not all my idea. It was Steve Matthews' idea, and he hit me up about it, so um, he's been trying to kind of coach me along and um, helping with the production and stuff, so it, it's going really well. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Well, Mathis can be fun, but uh, perhaps you would like to go with a more seasoned professional for your education. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what and I like Steve. Don't get me wrong. That's not a. That's not a knock on Steve. It's just. Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. Um, um, so, let me let me finish. Um, I, I do want to ask you uh, about your injury coming back from six rounds missing. Uh, it seems to me you've had a, a somewhat of a build and getting back into action. But currently, nineteenth in the four hundred and fifty Supercross point standings. Where are you at, mind wise, comfort, and where are you at coming back from the injury? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, all was kind of lost with the, with the championship as far as that goes um, when I missed the first round. So uh, that's not really the concern. Um, right now is just kind of the, of a time for building for, for outdoors. Um, at the same time, I'm trying to, you know, uh, nurse the Supercross thing back together and, and get as good as I can before the end of the season just to kind of help me out for next season um, when I won't be a rookie anymore. So right now, yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to build and, and uh, play catch-up. It's a uh, full, full commitment to Supercross right now, though. I mean, um, that's kind of all I can say. I'm just uh, trying to find where I, where I left off, and um, it's not an easy task. How do you do that? Who do you surround yourself with? I mean, I, I know that you're training. I think I know who you're training with and that sort of thing, but how do you, how do you find that as an athlete at, at that level? I mean, I can't even imagine – you know, being at any kind of a disadvantage when you're when you're uh, you know at the beginning of the season like that, it's got to be pretty tough to to play catch up like that. Yeah, it's tough, and and it's in a sense, it's kind of impossible um, to to really catch up. I mean, you may catch some guys who are starting to get burnt out or starting to um, feel the load of twelve weeks of racing straight or whatever. But I mean, as far as like actually catching up, you'd have to do more. Um, than the guys in front of you, and that's not quite possible. So, I mean, it's mainly just right now putting myself in a, in a good position on the weekend and, uh, you know, nailing those starts. That's that's the main thing. And the more that I run up front or, or ride around guys who are currently faster than me, um, the sooner, you know, the sooner I'll come back to where I was or um, to their level. Marvin finally got a win. We thought he'd get it a lot sooner this season, but then again, we thought you'd be up there too, you know, a lot sooner than you are. 
um, the the track. Do you think the track plays a, a part in that when in, on who's going to do well? And and do you when you go into a race, do you think you know maybe not even just yourself, but you think, ooh, this would be a good track for this guy or, or that guy will be strong here, or you know maybe we're jumping through the whoops instead of of blitzing them and that kind of thing. Um, you know, and it, it, uh, obviously the whoops was a, was a topic of conversation this weekend again, when they, they got kind of, um, uh, yeah, they were like cupped out and kind of, uh, rotted big time. Well, you maybe Zach can describe it better, but, um, it, it didn't look like it was, they were easy. And so, uh, th- that kind of thing. Do you, do you see the stuff like that when you come to track and you think, Oh, I'm going to kick ass at this, or maybe this is going to be tough or, you know what I mean? Yeah, the main thing for me is um, soil. I mean, the way the track's going to break down, the whoop, what, what's going to happen with the whoop, um, how technical they can actually build the track uh, because of the soil. Um, there's there's a lot of factors to it all, but I, I think the main thing is just how good or not good the dirt is for for supercross racing in general. I mean, that's that's the biggest key to me. I mean, um, some guys are good when the whoops are big. Some guys are better at jumping the whoops. It just kind of all depends on how the track breaks down and that is 100 percent dependent on the soil so for me like the biggest factor um in in trying to predict that kind of stuff is uh what the dirt's going to be like or what the dirt's historically been like and this year with uh with the thing in, in san diego with the lime and all that um they've definitely i know they've used lime a few times since but um it seems like in a much lighter capacity so um, to me, yeah, it's mainly about the dirt. What's happened with that lime deal? I haven't talked. I mean, I haven't listened to one podcast since that since San Diego. I was in San Diego. That was miserable for me of watching. Even I can't. I would so glad I wasn't riding that thing. But there's is there um, there's been talk that some of the riders um, may have some sort of a, a a case against Feld or the track builder or something on that line do you know anything about that or can you comment no i really i don't know anything about that i mean i wasn't there um i wasn't a part of any of it so i really have no clue it's it's called Limegate, by the way mm-hmm. yeah. it's a big deal yeah you bet it is we're talking with zach osborne of course you remember uh him as a two-time 250 east supercross champ had a tough start on the season mixing uh missing six uh due to an injury but coming back now from it and uh, showing uh, showing some moments of brilliance. What he's looking to do, and at least my estimation, is string, string together those moments of brilliance into some solid performances, laps and laps and laps of them. Let's go back to P. Or yep. let's go to PJ. That's PJ, right. Zach, did you want to comment there? Go right ahead. Uh, I was just saying, yeah, that's that's the goal. <laughs> okay, good. Right on. Do you have any races that you're really looking forward to? As we're you know we're well into the second half of the season. Um, things are, I wouldn't say they're winding down. We've got a lot of great racing ahead of us. Are there any events you're really stoked about getting to? Uh, this weekend in Seattle, I think it's going to be a really good track for me. Um, like I was saying, with the dirt, the dirt in Seattle is super soft and, and ruddy, and that's kind of uh, my forte. So Seattle for sure. And then um, hopefully we have at least one good mutter before the end of the season uh, <laughs> with five open stadiums. I think the only one that we have left that is closed uh, is, Houston, I believe, and then um, yeah. After that, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the New York race because it's a cool race. 
just because of the atmosphere. And then uh, it's a day race. I, I like the day race program. I think it, it kind of favors me because, I don't know, I just feel like it's a lighter atmosphere or something. It's, it's a strange feeling. But um, I've done two day races in my career, and I won both of them. So there you go. definitely looking forward to, uh, to New York. You gonna you gonna go out and, and hang out in New York at all, or do any kind of a tourism uh, thing? The last time we actually went after the race because it was like uh, I think the race was done at like five o'clock or six o'clock. Yep. And uh, we just went back, cleaned up, and then went into the city and got some dinner and checked out some some fights and stuff. It was really cool. Some fights? Wait, would you go to the garden or where'd you go? Uh, we we just went to Times Square. And then, uh, well, you're talking about just people on the streets fighting. <laughs> no, sites. Oh, sites. We thought you said fights. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought like maybe an MMA or a, or maybe just some, like some bum fighting or something. That would be fun. <laughs> no, not, not quite. Sites. Have That's you ever what? seen bum fighting? Oh, sure. I'm I, telling you what. I encourage it. <laughs> bum fight? Oh, yeah. A couple of bottles of uh, Muscatel and. And you can get uh, these guys fighting. You no, buy. no, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Wine of the what? Century. The How about wine this one? Of the century. PJ, what about this? You put must, uh, you put uh, Coors, a can of Coors, and a bottle of Ripple together, and you got Cripple. Um, <laughs> They'd fight for that too, I'm sure. <laughs> I might fight for that. We're up against clock, Zach. Sponsor role. Who you got? Uh, just uh, Rockstar. It has fun affect your racing. Um, you know, it's obviously been uh, not a, not an ideal season, and they've they stuck behind me, all the guys on the team and all the team sponsors. Um, sure. So I really appreciate that. Well, I thought, by the way, I did think that uh, Mathis did a nice job of updating us on um, uh, on Racer X, on you and, and several of the other boys that are out there doing well. Justin Braden, of course, being one of them, smart uh, smart topic. Do want to thank our friends at Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna. Uh, they got a good one on their hands, a guy that actually cares and is busting his butt to get back to where he was. Zach, always good to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, have a great show. You bet. It's one of the nice guys out there. I'm going to uh, tune in. I haven't heard the podcast yet, but it's, I'm I'm pretty stoked. It'll be I, – I would – I think Mathis was right in uh, with this idea because I think it's – for me to, to listen from the writer's perspective, nobody cares what we have to say, but, uh-huh. but when we interview Zach or something like that, but if he's running the show – I'd be a good podcast to listen to. You know, and I'm doing this exercise thing. Oh yeah. Now, so you now got time. I now I got time. So, I mean, by the way, I'd like to listen to what you two guys just say because you're the experts. Mm-hmm. I'm the idiot in the box. And well, that's uh, true. Oh, it's on my script as well. Um, if you want to mutter, I can tell you go over to Nebraska or anywhere along the Missouri River, the Misery River, and so many folks are displaced right now. And in many cases, 18, 20, 40 feet up, um, the, it's out of it's out of the banks. Low Sills Harley Davidson is completely underwater. Oh my! And, and it it's just, everywhere. Yeah, it, isn't that, that crazy? It's, it's just, amazing how much water there's out there. Right thanks now. to NASA, we can look at the, the Missouri River, what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and where it is, and where it is, and it's a good inch from space. It's a good inch wider, which I assume is a lot. By the way, uh, thanks to uh, our Vice President Mike Pence for coming in in Air Force Two, uh, picking up uh, Kim Reynolds, our Governor of the State of Iowa, and doing what they did in their tour. But that's that's one of the ways we apply a little bit of pressure to get federal funding uh, to help these people uh, return to some normalcy. Yeah, I haven't heard one thing about Mike Pence since the the election. Does he? He's been in the state 
It was on the news this yeah, morning. Yeah, he, he calls pretty He came out. over. He needs to shoot somebody like the hey, last hey, vice president hey. did. Now it was get an him accident. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll take a quick time out. We'll talk about vice presidents that shoot their friends. More after this. Stay tuned. <laughs> Pit Pass. Chris Ulrich, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.